Hey, welcome to my basement, everybody. Hello, Victor. How are, oh, so I'm, you're changing your yes, tone. Yes, I'm experimenting What's with a happening? more formal approach this week. This sounds very erudite. Is yes, right? very sophisticated. Yes. Let's get some red wine uh, and let it breathe. Smoking jackets on, everyone. Yes, okay, this is a very sophisticated episode. Right. Let's talk of Vic's about basement. Yaz. What? What's Yaz? Well, it's jazz with a silent J. Let's talk about Yaz. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> it's from very clever. Man. Oh, is it? Yeah, I got to watch that the again. Yaz flute. Okay. It's one of the best movies ever made. All right. But uh, the second best movie ever made, The Lion King. Yeah, I, I don't know why we're doing that today. We keep one of our uh, one of our editors here. What yeah. is Mike? Is Mike. He, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike Hilmer. He, he finishes the uh, the reviews in the run. He confessed to me that one of his favorite musicals of all time. He actually has a t-shirt on yeah. proclaiming this is The Lion King. It's he's an seen it movie. in New York. He's seen it in Toronto, and he saw it in Las Vegas. I've I seen think. it on the big screen at the movie you? theater. Did you get scared by Scar? Uh, yeah, he's spooky. Okay. That's one of the best animated things I've ever seen in my life. And you know what's cool is I'm going to be able to see all that stuff again with my girl. And Mike has a girl as well who's turning one years old this all week. Right. All right. And that all right. brings us to the end Screeching of the sentimental <laughs> portion of today's podcast. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, uh, fatherless person. Okay. No, childless person. All right. All right, let's now go. Now for a brief digression about my cats. All right, let's talk <laughs> about <laughs> <laughs> No, let's talk about you getting your ass whooped on uh, Call of Duty every day. Okay, so I get Call of Duty Black Ops yes. 2. Yeah. Is, what's the shorthand for it? That everyone Blops 2. <laughs> Blops. <laughs> it's so unfortunate Blops. for tri- Triarch that their game is known as Blops. Um, <laughs> and I get it's, online. It sounds like know, an old Pong sound effect. I played Halo 4 about a week ago. Yeah. And... Uh, I was ripping it you up. You were pretty awesome. I was ripping it up. There was a lot of chatter on the message boards about how awesome you were. My legend well, precedes me. It was your mom. Mostly my mom. Talking. But no, I did pretty well. I held yeah. my own. I didn't get destroyed like I normally do. I load up Blops 2 last night. Yep. Guess what? Destroyed. I feel like fucking <laughs> Gomer Pyle out there. Dropping my rifle, dead. You know what it is? The people that play these the, the Call of Duty games. It's and, the and first battle. fucking day. Well, they're actual soldiers. Or they okay. think they are. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. They take it so seriously that they're ready to sign up and, and uh, go into war for us. It, it's crazy. These I'm, guys are fucking good. They're really I good. compete. I, I couldn't breathe out there. I got a story about... I moved 10 so, feet, dead. Moved I, over this I way, know, dead. I, I climbed I, up here, dead. I, Somebody coming up behind me, dead. I, I feel you, Slice brother. and dice, I dead. I feel you. I feel you. They're now vicious. I felt like... Uh, you know, I even look for the stoners out there. You know, yeah. That's my pro tip for yeah. if you're looking to get good. No time to get stoned if you're playing Nobody Call of Duty. Nobody is gotta stoned get to level 70. playing Call of Duty. I know. Blops 2. Blops 2. I know. It's so frustrating. I have a story about SOCOM. I'm humiliated. I tweeted about it. I know. And some guy wrote back and he said, just tell all the kids that are killing that you're going to come over later and fuck their moms. Oh, <laughs> that, is, that is so crude. Well, I have something well, even cruder Twitter. than that. It's Twitter. It's the internet. I man. joined, uh, you know, I want to play some SOCOM, the, uh, the one that uh, Slant 6 made not too long ago. I guess it was a while ago now. Jumped into the lobby, found myself a game, jumped into the game lobby, got called a fucking cunt Within oh, yeah. two seconds wow. of never being in this thing. had the C word yeah, I know. That was the first before. one right there. But I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, well, I'm never playing this yeah. game. I mean, that I just entered your game lobby, and that, and you're going to be ragging on me like this right away? So, it, no way. I'm out. It is kind of funny because they do leave the chatter default on Blops 2. Yeah. I love calling it Blops 2. They yeah. leave it on. Yeah. So you can, like, I, I was listening to a guy who was, I hope he was petting his dog. He was saying, like, come here, boy. Come here. Uh, oh, that's a good boy. That's a good... For all I know, he might have been masturbating. He might have been, yeah. And maybe that's just this, the kind of chatter he enjoys when he's uh, pleasuring himself. It's interesting that your mind goes right there, right away. Pants off, masturbation, Is that poop. what you do? Is yeah. it, Are we seeing a little insight? Was no, it you? I was so Was it you no, that people... was not me. Come here, boy. Come on <laughs> over here. No. So I had to go turn all this off. I don't want to hear the chatter of all the enemies and the guys who are killing me and... A lot of uh, accents from all over the I know. place. I, over I really America. wish there was just a mute all button all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. I, I record a lot of the gameplay footage. That's why you see me getting slaughtered a lot when, when uh, you see the show. But I record a lot of the gameplay footage at home. And I, there's always some little kid that's just mouthing off. Yeah, yeah. And so I have to find a way to turn the guy's volume off. And I just wish you could just l- jump into the thing and just press one button. Yeah. Mute all, done. Some you know? guy said this last night when yeah. I, I got into the game. I got through the lobby, game loading, three, two, one. I'm going to fuck you all up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna get fucked up. 
Are you sure that's not game audio? At this point, you could just like have no. that queued up as a sound effect because that happens yeah. in every game. It's like Matthew McConaughey and yeah. Magic Mike. Yeah. Y'all gonna get fucked up in here. <laughs> There's a lot of lawbreakers yeah. up in here. <laughs> that's right. All right, we're so gonna. Blobs re- 2 is behind us. We're reviewing the game. It might be airing today. Um, you want to just give everybody a little taste of what you think of the game? Uh, nope, I don't because okay. I still am not sure. My feelings we're are playing in some more tonight. Yes, yeah. my yeah. feelings are still forming and yeah. I need I need to finish the single player campaign. I need to level up a little bit more. At yeah. least get in there, roll up my sleeves and kill one yo, person. Somebody going to get fucked up to <laughs> some inadvertent. <laughs> I imagine the poor person who gets killed by me just comes around a corner and just like reloading. Boom in the face. I got one. No, I know what it's going to be. You're going to drop a grenade against a wall and it's going to bounce and blow somebody else up, including yourself. Yeah. And that'll count as a kill and a death. And more shame on my house. Well, let's move on. There's a lot going on in the world of entertainment right now. We have our Wii U's. Yes, We've we had do. Them for several days now. And We've that's not a euphemism. Nope. We, nope. Do, we, we have, have the official Nintendo branded registered yes, trademark yes, Wii, U. Wii U. That's right. We have them in our homes and we've played with the game pads. We've uh, rubbed them all over our bodies. It was so funny because I actually got my Wii U before Victor got yeah, his. Yeah. And so I had mine last weekend and Victor, tw- he sent me a text over the weekend. He said, I guess I'll have to make do with these old crappy games called Assassin's Creed <laughs> 3 and Halo 4. But you know, when you do get a new console, you kind of feel that way. You kind of feel like, you know, some, oh, it's, it's the, the new cool It's the hot new, man. Yeah, Absolutely. You, you all, you're all about the hot new. It's, uh, you know, you this, make a show called The Hot New. This is a business about what's next, you know? What are yeah. we going to get excited about? And all I, that I, matters I, is tomorrow. Absolutely. And uh, this is tomorrow, and it's, you know, we have it early, and we, you know, we is appreciate... Is it tomorrow, or is it 2008? <laughs> I can't really tell. Uh, no, it, come on. I mean, we're, it's still proving itself out. There's still stuff to be skeptical about. We still have to kind of see if the third-party companies are going to support this machine, if there's going to be software that really, uh, you know, is new because there's a lot of ports. There's a lot of stuff that we've played before. We've, we're, you know, we're playing Ninja Gaiden. We're playing Batman. Mass Effect is coming to we're this playing thing. Playing games that are two years old. We, I mean, and Super Mario Brothers U is, you know, it's it feels like a familiar old. type yeah. of game. So it, we really do need to see some fresh new experiences on this thing. And I think they're going to come, uh, but the question is, and this is Nintendo having to step up to answer it, is you know, how long will it come and how consistently will this new software be coming to this platform? Well, that's the thing, is, and I think it's the most poignant question. I think it's a question that becomes relevant, especially now when we mm-hmm. do get new hardware, because that was the thing we were all talking about at E3. I remember Ben Silverman specifically saying this. If we had new hardware, we might have had a different E3 because hardware sends a ripple effect through the whole industry. Yeah. Everybody gets excited again. Yeah. Everybody wants to make something new and cool. I just don't know what the new and cool is yet. I don't know what it looks like. Nobody has an answer right now. We're all in kind of, we're in, we're in a bit of a turnaround. Well, I'm digging playing Batman, I have to oh, tell Christ. you. It's playing, two years old. I'm playing Batman. It's one of my favorite games. I know, it's one it's of the awesome best game, games I've ever but played. It's old. But it's a fresh take with this idea that the computer is the gamepad and you're talking and you're using it to kind of uh, look at clues and communicate with Alfred and, you know, uh, scan and do all kinds of interesting things with the device i think that's a very cool technique i wish it was an entirely new adventure absolutely but uh it does point to some cool interface uses but i'm going to throw down something uh you know it might be a little controversial here but apple is proving out that people will line up and buy brand new hardware every year and i don't think that these five to ten year life cycles that the game industry is kind of you know trying to rally around with their machines uh, work anymore. I think they need to uh, constantly refresh and constantly, you know, tool up and improve with the iterations, not just shrink them down or grow them up like the uh, 3DS Excel. They need to be better uh, versions of this hardware on a more consistent basis to get us know. excited. I don't I, know. I know that's. I don't know. I know that's that like, sounds insane to I, me. I know it does. It's like the uh, the razor blade thing, or you know, constantly having to you know, or or the landfill thing. And I know we're moving towards this kind of Wall-E esque future with all of this plastic crap everywhere. But technology is changing so quickly that the game companies just can't sit idly by. They can't but give the the business to phones and tablets. But it's not, uh, it's, it, it's, for me, it's it's not about the tech. It's never been about the tech. And I think that the Wii U in 2006 proved that out because it was the weakest by far of all the yeah, machines. Yeah, but by 2008... And they had t- tons of awesome but games But by 2008, machine. we were already sort of point blank saying, it's a pretty good game for the Wii, you know? And this looks all right I'll for the what, Wii. My pick for game of the year last year... 
a Wii game. Yeah, I know. I know there was great software. I don't but, give a fuck about But the there tech. was so few awesome-looking experiences on the Wii. Who cares about looks? Well, I, I, uh, lots of people do, you know, because well, that's why people line people. up for this new gadget. I feel new, sad for them. New gear every single year. It's sad. Look what happened to 3D, 3D technology out I the know, window. I, I just know. was at, I was at a, a, a retail store here. I saw a whole bank of Sony-branded TVs. yes. That they obviously have not sold out. They yeah. can't get rid of these things. Nobody wants 3D. You know what I think? It, it, it has it's to. It's all gimmicks. It has to gimmicks. evolve to this. It has to evolve it's to. It's not the tech. To, it, well, it it's has to be, be in the game development. It's, it's the OS. It's got to be like a uh, a network wide kind of uh, expanse. You know, like we're gonna give you more features and more uh, capabilities. I mean, Xbox is kind of doing that with their refresh. PlayStation just updated their store. Nintendo's been doing a little bit of that, but I think they need to holistically look at the uh, the way that they deliver their games and the, and the interfaces that the games come packaged in. And if they're not giving us new tech, then use the internet to give us a brand new experience when we turn on these machines so that they feel like new new machines. Listen, just like, you know, we go from iOS 5.0 and, and mirrors, Android Jelly Bean. They're not that different. Well, well, they are improved, and in the mobile and tablet space, those changes come every six months. I have to think that there is something beyond beyond first-person games and third-person games. There's got to be something more than yeah. this. They, somebody's got to be thinking beyond this. What's next for well, us? Well, it's, it's the holodeck. You know, it's, it's, is it? I don't it, know if it's, it is. It's uh, you know, not know having to wear stuff. I creative enough as an industry. Right now, I think we will. I, I think there's, I, there's I, too much conservative listen, thinking. There's too much like batting down the hatches. There's too much. I think the the horsepower that's happening in mobile sets horsepower. and handsets. No, I mean it is because they're going to have to create worlds that we believe in and invest in, and they're going to have to surround us and envelop us. And the display technology and the control technology are our limiting factors right now. But uh, you know, all of this, the way that all of this content is being served up to us. I mean, if we look at it and we place all of our screens that we're interfacing with, and now it includes the Wii gamepad all around us, we almost have this 360-degree view of screens that are surrounding us already. We're we're inches away from this idea of a wraparound type of IMAX technology that we get completely encased in, or a, a perception of that. It's not the tech; it's the vision. I think that there yeah, is well, a lack the of content, vision. For sure. right now yeah and 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 it you know all the screens in the world i don't think you know again these all just seem like passing fancies to well me. Uh, you know we can have 10 screens sitting around us what the fuck is it doing for me well uh, come up with something uh, new show me something that i haven't seen before uh, it's going to be I that i want to see that it's going to be the uh, assassin's machine you know we're going to sit down on a bed and put something on and we're going to become Ezio in uh, in 16th century italy you know that's coming. I mean, I will say this. If you told me five years ago that the bulk of the gaming that I do in the year 2012 would in, would come on, on a little handheld phone that I keep in my pocket, I would have thought you were crazy. Because yeah. even five years ago, I, d I didn't even have a cell phone. And now this is where I spend most of my time gaming at this point. So I, I do think For things a lot have of happened tech-wise. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think the answer is the tech, though. I don't think better tech, more, you know, Wii U two next year or whatever, like whatever sort of crazy thing you're proposing. I, I don't, I don't know if that's the answer. Uh, well, I, in fact, I'm, I'm sure it's not the answer. I think it's both. I, you know, I think there's there's going to be bite size and there's going to be full size. You know, and Grand Theft Auto Five is an ex excellent example of that. That thing looks incredible. Looks like we're going to be playing this, you, you know, many times over feature length movie that sort of encapsulates all of the crime genre into one humongous package. Yeah, and I, I agree. Think it looks incredible. My big concern, though, is that it's going to be drive here, do this, drive yep. there, do that. And I'm fucking tired of that. Well, I did not finish Grand Theft Auto 4. I didn't even get through San Andreas. It just got too long sure. and too tedious. Again, I need but to refresh. But you finished Red Dead. I did not finish Red Dead. Well, Red Dead was insane. And I think this is going to be the ultimate open world experience that's been ever ever been created with this thing and i, I remain skeptical and i think there's going to be uh you know one of those types of games per generation you know per console kind of life cycle you know that that sort of eclipses everything else out there and i think this is going to be the one um you know and i, I, mean, I just hope that i don't Get find myself bored right. at the fifty percent mark, thinking, right. "What the fuck am I doing here? I'm driving here and doing this now, and then I'm going." Then I'm I getting... wonder what the second screen sort of applications around that. Are you listening to be. anything I'm saying? No, at all? I hear you, man. I, and I, I don't give a shit about I, the second I, screen. I share your. Who cares? No, but I'm wondering if Rockstar, who is you know one of the 
you know, the biggest purveyors of this sort of classic big budget style, huge team developed experiences out there. So the chewers up of human resources. Yeah. And are they thinking, you know, like, does the Wii U excite those guys? You know, that's or the smart glass technology or I mean, they're bringing all of their old Grand Theft games to the iPads and the Android system. So obviously they're paying attention to all where they don't work. Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> what am I? I'm the reality check today. Every, you blow up the balloon, and then I take air out of the balloon. Welcome to our show. Why does Rovio have to make such fucking great Angry Birds games? That's yeah. really the question yeah. of the day, isn't yeah. it? And Are you playing Angry Birds Star Wars? Yeah, it's damn good. It's, it's all right. I, I get fun. tired of those levels where I'm tired of a lot of things today. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe I should have a, a cup of coffee. Yeah. That might might wake me up a little. And, yeah, and a, and a Xanax. Those levels where they just shoot the, the, bl- the blaster, and yeah. it just keeps going, pew, pew. Yeah. Pew, pew. Mm-hmm. Pew, pew. Those are Star pew, Wars pew. sounds. Those are Star Wars sounds yes. that I never want to fucking hear again. Yeah. After listening to them repeatedly through each of these hey, levels. Hey, wait a sec. Did you hear that? Did you fart? No. There's a knock. There's. I think the, I think we All might right. have a visitor. I'll go check. Okay. Hey. Oh my God! You wouldn't believe this. Greg Zuschek was at the door. One of the former doctors. Yeah. At, uh, at Bio. And well, remember he's this guy? Technic- he's technically still a doctor. He's still a doctor. Oh, you still have your medical degree. Yes. But former Bioware. Uh, former CEO. president How do you guys? How did well, you label yourselves? All kinds of things over the years. Like yeah. in the end, I was the gen- one of the general managers. Ray was the general manager of the whole thing, and yeah. I was the general manager of Austin. So oh, man. I got to tell you, I went stuff. to the window and I looked to see if any pigs were flying. <laughs> <laughs> Hell had frozen over because I thought we would never come to this. I thought it would never come. To, I I couldn't believe. It. I still am kind of stuck. Well, there's actually some really good beer here in Vancouver. So and that's what he's on the hunt for. <laughs> you're, you're on a beer hunt. Is that what you're doing? I, I'm always on. You, the you hunt. left. You left Bioware <laughs> to go on a beer hunt. Well, it had to be something kind of beautific to leave video games for, right? So beer kind of uh, sort of classifies. It's a different that. direction. Yeah. It's a, you sort of. It's a definite gear shift. Isn't that a slippery slope, though? Like be a beer hunt. Because I, I was on a beer hunt for about 20 years. And then <laughs> yeah. About a year and a half ago, I just had to stop all no, beer it, hunting altogether. It, it's, it's an occupational hazard, for yeah. sure. you gotta be you got to be very thoughtful and careful about your beer hunting. For you sure. look good, though, you considering do. you're on a beer hunt. And whatever you're doing ever since you know vacating your, your, your post atop of Bioware, it's, it's working for you. Well, yeah, no, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, it's been, been a little while now. Like, I think I, I actually was fortunate enough to take some um, time off in the summer with my family and just kind of hang out. And, and, you know, obviously big change in the fall. And yeah, no, I've been I've been taking care of myself. I only have maximum two beers a day on most days, and then is that uh, right? Most days. How do you yeah. stop it too? That's what I could never. It's very, I'm, very, I'm, very, I'm very academic about how I do it. Like it's, it's about the taste for you. Yeah, no, it is. Well, it's also exploring different ones. Like I mean, it's really funny because one of the things now I've gotten into some of the really crazy beer culture stuff. Like one thing people do is like there's all these guys that are like beer pornographers on Instagram. Yeah, and so I'm on there's the beer diaries and there's. Bruski S and, and the beertographer and like Iki and all these crazy people that they take pictures of beers they have and I'm like holy crap these people drink a lot of beers <laughs> so, so it's that dangerous beer hut you're talking about when I was growing up we had this very strange neighbor he was in the military but he was a beer guy and uh, he would collect beers from around the world I yeah. remember we'd go to his house and I was too young to drink beer but my dad would drink his beers and he always opened them from the bottom because he wanted to preserve the cans have you ever heard of that? No, no but so then he had this big can collection, yeah, collection, and they all looked like they were sealed on the top. But that's so my dad would drink one of his beers from the bottom, and I'm like, "What are you doing, drinking your beer upside down?" <laughs> has this been a fascination for you for you know since you were very very young, or has this uh, been something that you've acquired because you've been traveling all over well, the world? I think. I think um, over the world, I mean, for me, when I was back in the university, we were definitely trying out some neat beers, like around yeah. Edmonton, there were some good ones back yeah. then. And the one where it really happened was actually when I was in Austin working on Star Wars The Old Republic. And so the Austin beer scene is just crazy, over the top fun. Just and like it, every it, scene in Austin is. Yeah, it just, it just didn't, they never do anything half assed. No. It's like full assed. It's and an it's amazing like, yeah. city. And so, so, you know, and so I got, I got, I've actually gotten out to know some of the brewers. And I've actually done um, kind of stepping into the kind of shoes you guys are in in a way, is actually interviewing brewers about what they do and their beer it's really funny because i mean i I flipped seats you know i've I've been interviewed so many times and then i was like i was actually kind of nervous the first time Yeah, what's it like on the other side (laughs) i I don't know we can we could try it's well it's interesting i I actually i understand how hard it is in a way like i i I think i appreciate 
the difficulty of asking a good question, you know, the difficulty of staying on topic, and then you add in alcohol to that, it gets like, <laughs> well, well, it's just, you know, just sort of a conversation. Yeah, honoring That's the conversation. Yeah, like, yeah. having fun with it. You're passionate about, and you're talking to other people who love yeah, what yeah. you like. We love games, and so it's easy for us to talk to everybody. And we well, you, well you guys are, you, to be fair, though, you guys are real pros at it, though. You know, I think, I think, well, thank you. well no, no, it's, hey, I, I believe, believe, believe me, now that I've been doing it, I kind of, I kind of get the challenge of it. But that's actually the magic, right? Is trying to create that comfortable environment where folks just get it should in and be comfortable. Chatting. And I think uh, you know, too many people in uh, in the video game space and in the media space forget to have fun with it yeah, and forget yeah, to yeah. just sort of breathe and relax. I call uh, a lot of television that gets made where it's all about focusing on the words on the teleprompter, butt clench TV. It's where people are not <laughs> relaxing and yeah, not, yeah, you know, yeah. because nobody wants to tune in and watch somebody struggle or, right. or you know, feel like they're embarrassing themselves. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants that, one, so one just struggles, have a good time with struggles it. struggles, too, with, uh, with interviewing people. I, I've also interviewed a lot of athletes over the years, and they're terrible to talk to. They <laughs> never want to tell you anything. They always give you stock yeah, they, they have these, like, yeah, we're really, yeah. We're really going to But video games this, are yeah. disarming, really, though. Really, when you talk about games, that totally brings it all down to a different level. It does, because we all love the same thing. That's why, yeah. you know, I've interviewed you before for other oh, yeah, places, times, and, yeah. and you were always a terrific interview, because oh, you, thank uh, you. unlike your, your other counterpart, we're going to he was tough. He's tough. No, he, you can feel him switch into interview mode, whereas with you, I could never tell. That's because I'm evil. You, <laughs> either you're, you're better at it or you're just... No, no. I think, we're, I think stylistically, you know, there's just differences. You know? And I think it's interesting because one of the challenges you always face, certainly from this, when we were getting interviewed about our games, was like how, how much to stay on message, right? Yeah. Like, like how, do you, how do you... How much do you give? How much do you go off the, 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 the byline you're supposed to follow and that? And it's, 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 it is a bit of an art. And, and like I said, it's very funny, like doing the stuff I do now because I, I'm, I'm always forgetting stuff. I'm like, oh, I should ask this question, and I'm like you're always. Kind of I like don't beat yourself up about that. That, that. that kind of stuff drives you crazy. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You'll never forget the questions that you didn't ask. But, but what are these dudes like? I guess was my larger point. Like, how easy of an interview is it? Because you're only as good as your interview subject as well. <laughs> you're told that's totally true. You're, yeah. and, and actually, the funniest part about that is by the second beer, it's awesome. <laughs> you guys drink while you're doing the yeah, interviews. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no. Well, we're actually typically you're um, talking about the product. Right there, oh right? yeah, and it's called the show's called the Beer Diaries, yeah. and so BeerDiaries.tv, of course, because that's a new thing. You guys are yeah. .tv nowadays, and, yeah. And so, um, literally, you sit in the we, we we show up at their brewery, and we kind of pick a spot. Um, Mike Mann, who's, who's, who's hovering around here, is my partner. He's the director on. He picks a spot. We set it up. We light it. Set up cameras, and and literally with these guys, it's really funny. Like again, I I can com- commiserate because they're like, okay, you got an hour, and then and then like you know tight constraints, and 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 you got to get it done, and, and then you got to find a place that. It's not got machinery because the, the breweries are operating at the same time. They're not like they don't shut down. They're like cranking stuff. All Trust up. me, if you're going to set up a camera, there will be loud noises. Oh, yeah, yeah. really <laughs> close by, and that is part of the rule of yeah. uh, life for television yeah. and production. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and so, so we learn to yell and yep. enunciate. Yes, exactly. Uh, we had this one interview with the guys called Five One Two in Austin that that like literally there's this bubble, giant bubbling like they're they're fermenting, so they have this they have to put this sort of gas trap in, so it's like bubbling, blah, 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 like yeah. crazy, like yeah. five feet away. And I think what's what's interesting is that the craft brew guys maybe in this very similar way to the game guys are all wonderfully crazy sure. like like i mean it's this, it's the, it's the same story and that's actually what got me so excited about it was that it's like okay you, you decide to take on this impossible task of beating the man at his own game there's these giant competitors and you have these you have these crazy guys this crazy idea and they just do it. And, and the ones were, like I said, the ones in Austin have been doing fabulously That's well. That's awesome. And well, the thing I found about you know, interviewing game developers, and you, you guys were certainly uh, you know, a big part of that equation, is that there's this absence of arrogance. There's this real yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. sort of you know, identification with the have you interviewed audience. Ray? Oh I've, come on! <laughs> Ray's not arrogant at all. Uh, these, guys, were, these guys, these guys are wonderful. One of our earliest, my, my earliest memories in uh, in television, you know, traveling around to the studios was visiting the Edmonton That's studio. Year, year, and was it the, probably our first space or second space? Yeah. Our first space, we never, no one interviewed. We went there. out for MDK too. Oh yeah, yeah. That and was I did a whole space. bunch of crazy stuff with that. And oh, I think yeah. on one of the trips, you you guys uh, got me in a car and we toured around Edmonton and you showed me all of these. We rolled on the whole thing. You showed me all these different yep. spots that were part of your. You're growing up and uh, yeah, yeah. your evolution. But, Greg, Greg, why the hell did you guys leave games? What the hell happened yeah, here? Nobody yeah. does this. Everybody in the world is wondering what the well, hell I think, happened. I, you know, I think you know, we had those statements we put forward, right? Like those, yeah. like, you know, and they were, you know, yeah, they but were, fuck the statements. No, no, no. You're, you're here think, with us right now. No, why no, did you no, leave? No, no, no. That's, that's true. I think, and they were very heartfelt in that. You know, I just, I think for me, like, as I said, like, it, the passion wasn't there anymore. Yeah. You know, like, it just, I, we've been doing it for 20 years. Um, 
it been uh, you know it's been a lot of fun like it really been a lot of fun yeah but there's this point where you're going like you know I'm just not as into it and yeah. for me uh, I'm I'm purely driven by passion like mm-hmm. that's my my orientation is if I'm passionate about something you know I, I can spend unlimited amounts of time and effort on it if I'm not it, I'm useless right and so that's for me that was actually the biggest thing like and I think I think Ray felt the same way uh, you know both of us and it's funny because we both came about it around the same time like right. it's just been it's been 20 years it'd, it'd be you know I always kind of joke I always change my careers every little while and so it seemed about time for me but just you know I just wanted to try something different you guys had accomplished pretty much everything you can accomplish with a game studio but I'm wondering I mean you're, you're obviously still a fan of video games oh right? yeah, yeah yeah you're playing stuff I want to ask you you know about the Wii U and stuff like that but oh. uh, you, you know don't you look at the transitionary kind of phase that we're in with the games industry right now as, an, as a new opportunity I, I think that you know I definitely agree like I, I think it is kind of a it's kind of a new and tumultuous time yeah uh, and it's really interesting I, I Later, later uh, this year, I'm doing the. Um I'm, I'm talking to SMU, talking to the graduating class and stuff. So I've been thinking a lot about, like, hey, what do you, you – bright-eyed, bushy-tail coming into the industry. Yeah. It's an interesting – you know, it's an interesting landscape, right? Like, yeah. it's different than, you know, in the olden days. It's pretty clear. You know, these giant companies that would you'd work for or they were the companies that worked for the giant companies. And that was pretty clear-cut, right? Whereas now it's like it's just this crazy landscape, which is also full of opportunities. And there's yeah. no question that it's actually really interesting. I think, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally into games still, but I just – it's just making – them for me like I think I think part of the challenge is I, I worked myself into such a complex working environment that yeah. you know like I like the fact that on, on the beer show it's me and Mike and a few other guys hanging around you know looking at looking at our show and kind of editing it in real time and working on the art and it's 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 kind of a in a sense a blast of the past and it's a fun entrepreneurial thing because the other the other thing it's like it's like okay how do I how on earth do I make money off a beer show yeah. show that me shows me another guy drinking beer chit chatting like so this isn't like a Michael Jordan minor league baseball phase for you here this is like a whole different direction and you're going to change it i think so you know for me it is like we're going to give a real shot at it and um yeah no, i know you know i don't think i think for me it's 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 really really interesting and i'm kind of like again i I tend to throw myself 110 percent into whatever it is i'm doing yeah and i mean i'm not i'm not joking about that when i you know i drink a couple beers every day i literally think about them and write notes and 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 you know like they review them and i do that like every single day now and it's just it's sort of like a fun exercise and it's tasty well it's i mean it's so true you got to love what you do and i think that if people you know, we're thinking about you in the games making context. There would be so much expectation that you would just redo what you've done with Bioware, right? Like, and that that probably doesn't interest you at all. Yeah, no, I think if I if I was to do it, it'd be in a very different vein yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, who who knows? I mean, like, like I'm I'm doing this. So I'm having fun doing this. It's it's really it's actually really really fun. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, and, I gotta say, when I heard the news, it was a it was a blow because yeah. we are. In a bit of a morass right now, as, as a yeah, medium, Cliff, we're, we're Cliffy not, B leaves yeah, Epic. But, I mean, but, but, it seems but, like there's a bunch clear, of news clearly. If, if you read Cliffy B's Facebook stuff, he's clearly he says he's talking. Today's post from him was like, "I'm talking to lots of people," and, yeah. and so he's he's, 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 he's standing in the bit. Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not like yeah. us. Like I mean, you know, I think for us, I mean, because we're old men comparatively to Cliffy right. B. But why I, are you pointing at us, Greg? No, that was yeah. that was my magnanimous <laughs> wide gesture. Your arms here. I'm showing I'm showing I'm showing the girth of my waist. Clearly, I'm old There is a kind of like, holy shit, we've had a lean year. I mean, let's call it what it is it's been a tough year yeah you know and there's the the space between triple well, games it's been a is, tough is year months. in what we like, know as games ray and greg are leaving yeah. and then now what like there is a kind of like who's running this fucking operation uh, and, and the uh, old republic is a free-to-play kind of I decision think tomorrow i know i mean what does that I, well, for think, you like to, to oh no that was see, that was something we had talked about for sure yeah. i mean I'm, I'm excited i'm actually i'm gonna jump back in and check it out like yeah. i mean i haven't played for a while so it's like you know, and then the, I've always got a warm spot in my heart for you know the studio, the people there, and I really want them to succeed. And I think it's a great. I mean, it, the writing's on the wall, right? Like, yeah. I mean, free to play certainly for um, that kind of PC game is the way to go. Like, I don't think there's is any Blizzard the only company that's ever going to be able to charge a monthly thing. Uh, I think probably. Like, yeah. and, and I mean, and even that will come to an end at some point. Like, yeah. I mean, I think I, I I would suspect that if you if you you know. If they would just to disclose what they're working on next, you know, it probably wouldn't be a subscription-based game. Like right. I, I don't, I don't know, but I, I doubt that 
you know, they're going to try that again. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, to get new users, to kind of get people hooked, like, it's, 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 it's actually, again, very analogous to what, what I'm doing. It's like this sort of the, the entertainment milieu is so varied. I know, like, it really grabbing is. that piece of time. Yeah. You guys have some. Yeah. You know, games have some. I want some. Yeah. You know, the TV networks want some. It's like, about time. Wants something. It's yeah. not about, uh, you yeah. know, games competing against games anymore. And so no. if you have to pay for your time and everything else is free, you're like, well, I'm not going to do that. Now yeah. you're a little bit of an outsider yeah, at this yeah. point. What, I mean, what, what do you see in the game space? from your perspective now that you're a little bit removed from it? Oh, that's interesting. Um, certainly, I'm, I've actually extolled the, the virtues of mobile, at least from a developer's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, mobile's a double-edged sword for a developer because you can't make massive monster productions for it. You yeah. know, like the reality of mobile gaming is, again, a free-to-play, smaller scale, or quicker piece game. So like, I think that's where the growth is. Also in free-to-play PC gaming, but even there, you look at like, you know, League of Legends and, and World of Tanks, like, it's hard for anyone to break into those guys' businesses. Like, yeah. it's, I know I've, I've had friends who've been trying, and it's not... Yeah, you know it's tough, and so so it's like like you know it, that's not to say there's going to not be something else that transforms it, but it's it's interesting. I, I worry a lot about future consoles. Just being really blunt, like I mean, you mentioned the Wii U, and yeah. even even the future consoles. I'm like, I don't know. The world needs another console. Yeah. You know? and and now that I'm un- unattached, I can say that freely. It does feel a little anachronistic to think of separate competing machines all fighting I for. Feel selfish almost. Well, it's here. I mean, you it, need this giant box. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's thirty years yeah. of anecdotal sort of. Proof that this works, and now the whole sort of consumption sort of angle of it has shifted 100% in a different direction. Yes. But it's hard for all of these business people to just say, okay, well, we, we just we get it now, and this is the way that it's going to be delivered from now on for us, too. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting. Like, I still, you know, you still watch the top line NPD reports of the retail on a monthly basis. It yeah. just keeps going down. You're yeah. like, like, you know, I remember thinking about making the graph of the last three years. It's just a down, down. It's a down, like, that console space. Yeah. And so, so to be fighting for that piece is, is it seems like you really got to be looking elsewhere. What do you play games on the most, the PC or uh, like it, it, it varies. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm anachronistic myself. Like yeah. lately, you know, I've been playing stuff like Borderlands Bo- 64. Border, no, Borderlands <laughs> 2 and some Halo 4. Like, yeah. you know, that like a lot of Border I love Borderlands. So Borderlands yeah, 2 has game. been fun. Um so but you know, and then and then PC, I was like a crazy PC World of Tanks player. I have like a whole bunch of tanks in my garage. That then, booth that those guys had at E3 this year <laughs> was obscene. It was as big as they, the Nintendo they're, booth. They're doing really well. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, from a pure profitability perspective, like yeah. I think the reality is is if you can have one of those free to play games where you, you're just, you know, you have so many more players paying money and, yeah. and wanting to pay money. Yeah. So they're not tricking the folks out of it. I pay tons of money in that game yeah. um, because I wanted to to achieve, achieve certain things. And so, and then if your costs are really low, guess what? Profit, right? Like yeah. it's real simple. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. Like I think, I think it's very competitive space. You know, I, I look back and kind of, you know, we've, we've been trying to poke around there at BioWare and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where unless you're there at the right time, right place, the right product, it's really tough. Yeah. Um, but I think there's going to be still more products successful. But you, you, I mean, you're in the television game now and I think that there's some <laughs> yeah. uh, parallels there. Television-ish. You know? Like I'm, I'm interwebs, maybe. Well, uh, you're you're shooting something. TV. I mean, you're you're, Kinda, putting, yeah. you're you're delivering it through producing a, the, television. Yeah, the mechanism of the internet or, or the uh, not just me, the whole the team. Mike Mike's over. He's, he's doing most of the work. Yeah. I just, I'm the pretty face. But all of that technology, not that pretty, but <laughs> is way more accessible than it was when oh. we started. Oh. Way less expensive yeah. than it was when we started. And you know, prior to us, it was even more expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's definitely the case in video games too. Yeah. So a lot oh, yeah. of games are being made. I mean, probably when you started Bioware, the the seat price, the actual cost to oh, yeah, have the yeah. gear for a person to sit down at a, at a computer and start making things, a hundred thousand bucks a person or something, or uh, we probably more. F- 40-ish, if like, because we didn't do Maya or, or which is like, insane. Or, yeah, right? oh yeah, no, now, it was like, now it's like, like literally three thousand, four thousand oh, dollars, yeah, and yeah. you're you're ready to rock yeah. right now. Yeah. And that's the same for making I, TV. I think the, the challenge thing on the game side, though, and it's really funny because you know I was reading some of the some of the um, Hauser's comments about you know GTA Five and saying the end of the cycle is the best time. Yeah, and it kind of has to do with the fact that you got the biggest install base, you can have the, the biggest impact. Yeah. Um, but you know the fan expectation, like I mean GTA Five, what are people expecting? Yeah. I mean, they, and then and then they made this funny. There better comment. not be any draw in problems oh, or collisions. Well, no, and then thing. there's this funny thing saying we could do a GTA every year. It's like no, you could. There's yeah. no way you could. Like yeah. it's like no one could. Like it's such. An, like, it's incredible what they, they do. What they do. Uh, in the Assassins first place. has been though. Well, they have multiple teams, and there yeah. you know people talk about the varying quality and the teams that the games feel different. Like um, you know, that is an amazing thing though. What they do with oh, that, no. with that well, franchise. But, I mean, but, like out of all the stuff I see in the sphere, to see an Assassin's Creed yes. with that level, like 30, 40 hours of content every year like that, it blows me away. But to be to be fair, I mean, 
what's been amazing with Ubisoft, and we you know we'd known them for years. We yeah. talked to them like five, six years ago. They've they'd always been engineering towards this multi studio kind mm-hmm. of split development concept like they and they've been they they i mean if anything as assassins is an example they perfected it yeah you know what i mean like like uh uh it's just it's just incredible and my point with the like you know with the gta stuff is i think it, it takes so much love and attention from the housers themselves to yes. actually make one of those right you know there's a limited number of, amount of bandwidth like there's it's a, a limited so, so, number of them yeah yeah and so so you know like they're like look at red dead i mean they their fingerprints were all over that and it was a spectacular right. amazing game yeah be this sort of game of the year. No, yeah. <laughs> anyway you know. earlier you mentioned that uh you're not pretty enough for television and i am just here to correct you sir yeah. and i'm not flirting with you he's flirting with maybe you. a little bit <laughs> yeah. but what kind of interview is this you, you are absolutely perfect for television i love the way you carry yourself thank you you smell good Yes, and we and That's we the, usually the beer I poured on myself. And we the, are actually talking a little bit about that, Greg. I want to find out more about uh, the beer diaries and find out a little bit more about your plans with all this stuff. Tell the world what your project is right now and where can they see everything. Well, they can't see anything yet, okay. but soon they can. So, yep. yeah, the beer diaries, and thank you, um, Scott, yeah, for sure. the comments. I, 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 I think that got flowers over here. And, 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 the, and the reality is, I'll, 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 give, I'll give you the, the truth here, and that is that on, on a beer show, the, the bar is significantly lower. <laughs> okay, <there. laughs> so I, I'm like, I'm right in this right in this sweet spot for you got to have a big beer line on a beer show. The bar is significantly <laughs> yeah. lower for, 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 for host attractiveness. <laughs> yes, uh, but it's like for a wee game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some 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 clippings. Okay, but. Um, yeah, so so the beer diaries is a in the site's the beer diaries TV, mm-hmm. um, and like I've got like you know, the, the beer diary at beer diaries TV on Twitter, the beer diaries on Instagram. It's like a basically it's it's an entire beer culture chronicling movement. Right. Um, and I think what what we've started out doing is actually interviewing brewers. So in Austin, Texas, we interviewed we've already interviewed sixteen brewers, and actually like talked talked to all these guys and 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 discussed like you know beer and the business like and, and they're almost like personal interest interviews like they're and they're really really cool people like they're very interesting they almost all come from these crazy backgrounds and just out of pure passion started doing um, making beer and they're being very successful so that's the secret to ep you know like we went and visited interesting people and the games they make are great yeah, yeah. it's the people yeah. that that our viewers sort of come to know and and sort of uh, see they themselves like. and they like right so yeah and so and then and then so for the show itself we're, we're actually literally we're 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 sort of we're cutting it all together. We're going to figure out what we're going to do with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think quite literally, um, we want to make sure before we launch that we have a very, very tight, complete, high-quality product. And that uh, when we actually present it to the outside world, they go, hey, that's pretty good. And so, you know, being – it's funny because I think, I think a lot of the folks I'm working with are very – and myself, are all, we're all very quality conscious to the point of being exceptionally meticulous. Yes. Which well, is not – you know, well, not Well, you know, in a good way, right? Like, yeah. I think, and I think – and then the other key thing about the show is it's not just for beer nerds. Like, the idea behind it is that it's it's also – it's really for people that are interested in beer. It's chronicling the fact that, you know, like, it's funny. I, I mean – you know, here in Vancouver, you start looking around at, at bars and taps, and you're finding like all kinds of beer from around here in Victoria and all over BC. And it's a lot less of like the Molson Canadians and Labatt's of the world, and yes. a lot more of the Driftwood, Phillips, right. you know, Granville. It's uh, like a badge you know. of honor, right? I mean, these bars and stuff, they need to kind of show the cred that they belong to the community and they yeah. need to have the community beers in there. Well, it's a good I story. I tell you, when I first heard about this project, that that's what you were doing. I just, just imagined you, you know, half drunk with an apron on going, welcome to Greg's beer hour. This is, I'm Greg, and this is my beer hour. And, but, but, you know, again. You know, it, may, it may end up like that, yeah. <laughs> That's and that, show that is great TV right there. But, you know, if, this, if it was 10 years earlier, I would, go to, I would leave you and go to work on this show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, you know, now Sorry, but, yeah. I'm not allowed to have any carbs. It's in my contract. It's one of Victor Lucas's. Oh, really? Good, oh. Yeah. No, That's why you're that's that's why, you, that's why you're so cut. Yeah, that's his right. own thing. No, that's his, <laughs> my own thing. That was his but, own thing. Uh, but no, of course you're going to do this the right the, the, the right way, and you're going to do this with a tremendous amount of quality because that's that's your history. That's well, your history. Well, of well and, and then to be fair, like I mean, like I said with with Mike and and the other folks I'm working with, they all have that orientation. Like we have yeah. a, we have a really, and this is one one of one wonderful things about working with this team in Austin is there are a bunch of folks that have you know a lot of them are very accomplished in what they do, and but they love doing this. And yeah. so this is I wouldn't call it a side thing for them, but it's something that they're all really passionate about. And I got to tell you, it's probably the best shoot in the business like you basically go to a brewery yep. set up the lights and camera then start drinking beer yeah. and just make sure that it's rolling and and then you know and the, br- the brewer's chit chatting goes oh and i got the special <laughs> one and let me go to the back and, and get-, you get a little history on oh, the yeah. uh, on the organization yeah, and yeah. the people and what drove that because so, you're, you're oh, talking yeah, about yeah. passion in every, yeah, 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 it's it's every direction it is a human interest and i actually kind of jokingly call it like the 
Charlie Rose of beer shows. Yeah. Because, it, and, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sort of um, background, a little bit of background in the beer making process, but we try and keep it at a consumer level, not at a, like a beer nerd, home sure. brewer level. And then sure. we have little, like, you know, info things that pop up and say, hey, a farmhouse sale was, was bell- brewed in France and Belgium in the 1500s. You know, it's, just, it's kind of background history. So folks will come away from the show fun, with some, a little bit of knowledge, yeah. a little bit of fun. Yeah. And uh, watching and, some drunk guys. Yeah. And then, you know, what's, what's this sort of end game with the way that people can get to this? beer is it just going to be when you travel to austin well that's yeah that's actually one of the questions right yeah. like, and i think that's actually the interesting challenge of um of of the business is that most beer is actually very local like yeah. you know again like honestly like i like all the beer here in in vancouver i can get like two of the ten breweries in edmonton right. like it's crazy we're one province What's over the, why is that is it just I, refrigeration or no no it's, it's actually or? it's actually consumption the guys yeah. can't make enough oh wow and and then there's and then another the second thing there's what's the pull factor like the shelf space do the shelves in edmonton want you know more bc beer like yeah. like there's like, like there's sort of a pull issue but then there's also like with an austin it's very simple you talk to some of the guys and they're like i can't make beer any faster than i'm selling every drop i make That's i can't cool. make it any faster That's cool. i can't you know and i think you know they, they're all expanding they're all if you look at the beer craft beer space Everyone's like, you know, growing more like 25% a year. Dude, you, you need to work with Kairosoft to make the beer crafting game. <laughs> You've got to make that happen for iOS. Well, I think we're we, trying we, to get out of games. I know, but uh, he's You're got pulling the, it back in. He's got the concept right there. He's got all the details. We, we, we kind of joked about stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you never know. Like, I mean, there's, there's, sort of, there's sort of an app level. I think, I think you know, a lot, of, a lot of the show, like, I kind of, the tagline's like, you know, celebrate and promote beer worldwide. Yeah. So a lot of it's also, um, there's almost, a, I wouldn't, you know, this may even a bit of a travel show. Like, we're going to travel around the world. We're going to yeah. go to Belgium. We're going to go awesome. to England. We're going to go to Germany and show them all these yeah, cool I'm places. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, Anthony Bourdain as uh, you know a, a template for this thing. In, I think in it'd a be sense, yeah, yeah. In a sense, like I think I think the you know I would say that the, at least right now what we're doing is with the, with the brewers themselves is a lot more intimate. Yeah, Bourdain just kind of goes mm, 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 yeah. as he eats food and he yes, makes he food does. too, and it's, yeah. it's, it's it's like good. It's all good. him. It's not even the stuff that he does, right? It's yeah, it's good it. TV. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I I really love like making the brewer the star, and I'm there to sort of help facilitate the process. You know, yeah. now that you're untethered from Bioware, are you going to stay in Edmonton? Are you going to... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I live there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's funny because like certain days when you look outside and it's like really cold and it's, it's snowing. We, we go up there. I go up at least once a year. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. And, uh, if it's, it's February, weather, it's very interesting. The weather yeah. shocks us. You know, <laughs> even though we have the rain I all get the off time, the playhouse yeah. and the breath gets pulled from my body. Yeah, yeah. I remember like, being in Jasper shit. once in Jasper, Alberta. I got out of uh, out of the bus that I was touring across Canada in, and I got out of the thing, and all of the air inside of my jacket got sucked <laughs> out, and everything <laughs> collapsed into my body. I felt like a you know like a pressurized plastic bag. Well, it you kind of get used to it. You know, yeah. I mean, it may sound really. I mean, and we had like you know like last week we had like literally one day like a foot of snow. Yeah, and 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 and. You know, most places in the world are like, okay, shut down the city. It's like, no, we we keep going, and and you know, kids still have to get to school, and people are driving like the buses. But then it got really bad because the buses couldn't go up hills, and and the, the snow plows are out, and and it just it was kind of mayhem for like one day, and then it's yeah. back to normal, yeah. and and then snow another half foot, and they're like, oh, that's nothing. We're used to that already, and so it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's it's no, I I like it there. It's my home, and you know, I still I still and I got lots of friends there. I mean, that's the other thing too. It's like still I still pop into Bioware pretty frequently and visit folks and chit chat. I still can't I can't. Re- Really, still get wrapped it's, my head around. You know fact. what? You know what's cool about it's, this it's, is that it's such it's a totally different direction. It's I know like Santa's not at the North Pole. I, I know it's what weird. What the fuck am I supposed but to do? Because he's gone and you've gone and done something so. He's drinking totally, rum in Bermuda. He's like, it's hey. totally different. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's cool too. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's, cool too. it's it's shocking and it's. I'm just worried ballsy. you're going to do this now because it's been almost 20 years. Does, does, does he have some kind of weird hobby he likes? Like any kind of? Stri- yeah, we're usually they're all in the show. Yeah, we're we're trying to cook up some other types of. Uh, TV shows, so maybe some new announcements will happen at some point. Ooh. So I re- totally respect this idea of. Uh, but this is dramatic. It's like, dramatic. We're, we're I know. never going to make a shift like this. This is a life change. It really is. Of but the highest I, order. I respect it and admire it so oh, much. Thank you. When did you uh, decide that this might be the thing to do? Was this something that you precipitated? I'd, your I'd, well, I've been I've been kind of you know I I'd, I'd been batting around what I would do. Like, you know, it's, it's funny. I always joke with people, like, what do you do when you grow up, right? Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite, like, you know, I had the, I had these fake management questions with my employees back yeah. then. They go, so what are you going to be when you grow up? And they're looking at me like, I'm like 46 years old. <laughs> and, and, but more like, you know, what do you want to be? Like, what do you want to do? And I think, I think for me, like I said, I could, I could feel kind of the passion perhaps waning a little. Like, right. I could feel that, like, 
you know, and then, and then I like, and I'm like at a bit of a loss. I'm like, well, what the hell do I like? And I'm, you know, I'm thinking about going. What are my hobbies? I like beer. And they go, hmm. And then it's actually in Austin. There's a couple funny events that happened. Um, you know, one was actually just even going to some of the brewery tours and meeting the brewers and kind of, I wouldn't say seeing myself in them, but seeing like the passion sure. and that triggered the kind of like starting to think about this. And then I, I met Mr. Mike Mann at this place in Austin, this very uh, eclectic and famous bar called The Whip In, which is also now a craft brewery, Nemeste Brewing. Nice. And so it was really funny because because I. I met Mike through another friend, and we started chit-chatting, and he's like, what do you do? He goes, oh, I make video games. And I'm like, how about you? I make, I make beer documentaries. I go, that's interesting, <laughs> because I always had this idea for this beer show. And so we, then we started talking, and, and then it got even funnier, because one of his best friends works at Bioware. He's head of one of the cinematics in one of the games. And everybody just, knows everybody. Oh, it's, 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 yeah, it's just, totally. it's just hilarious. But no, but no, but he, he lived in Edmonton, this oh, friend. His friend had, yeah, so, oh, crazy. Yeah, you know, and then I saw his friend in the hallway the next day and go, who's this Mike Mann guy? And he goes, oh, yeah. And, and, so, so, and so we actually started... Um, chit-chatting and then finally we're like okay well you know why not right like and then that's actually when you know i kind of started having the deep thoughts about what i actually want to do and and you know at that point you have to kind of go okay like it's always interesting um when you're doing one thing that if if something else can kind of like ignite your passion to that level that's a sign that you're like hmm, maybe that other thing well this i mean you were a doctor and then you became a video game developer purely out of passion and probably you know freaked out a lot of people in your circle back then oh yeah and you're doing it again. I mean, you're the poster child for chasing your dream, and I think that's uh, well, we had a guy on the show amazing. a oh, few weeks you. back, uh, a game developer by the name of Brian Provinciano, yeah. who worked on a game called Retro City Rampage. Mm-hmm. He was a one-man band on the game. He got a little bit of help it's really with cool. art. Oh, cool. It's like a well, it's like an eight-bit Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, Retro City. Retro, 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 and, and this guy that's physically he sat where you're sitting right now here in the basement, and uh, he was so spent. He poured so much of his <laughs> life force into this game. Yeah, I'm looking at you here and you've got all your life force back i've been drinking it through beer it kind of the magic magic, the magic of malton hops but no you no. it's making games is really hard like i mean you know that's actually one of the things i find i found over the years it's it takes you know i wouldn't say a physical toll but certainly a psychic toll and and it's it's you have to commit so deeply um and to make something great like it's full commitment like it's not it's not just oh i'll try and make something great like you have to fully 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 give yourself to it do you worry about your babies over there do you worry about uh, your mass effect you know honestly honestly like i i uh have such faith in the folks that are over there like i mean really i mean we you know in part we train them but no it's 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 not so much that as, as much as they're really really talented passionate like i mean Casey and Aaron and Mark and all these all these people yeah. like there's so many good people there and all my friends in Austin like they, they like they're, it's, they're all in good hands and I think actually they've got some really exciting things I think there was some kind of announcement out of Dragon Mont- Age Three yeah. well out of Montreal as well wasn't yeah. there yeah by where Montreal is going to be working on the or the next Mass Effect yeah and so yeah. I mean those guys and I know those guys really well too and so yeah. it's like all these things are like it's just you know I, I think for us for us in a sense success is life going on without us because you yeah. know we, we didn't want to be about us we wanted to be about the people the teams the company well, you and then we should be able to walk away totally. And you made that brand uh, really mean something in the video game industry. And I always reference that when I talk to smaller developers that uh, it can't just be about the company that's publishing your work. You need to do everything you can to let people know that your brand means something and it's a stamp of quality. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Bioware, you guys did that from the beginning. Right from from the very beginning. Very beginning. You pulled me aside and you were like, I remember, (laughs) we were one of the first TV crews in your space. Just so you know. No, no, but you were like making it emphatically (laughs) known to me that you wanted to make sure that the Bioware connection was a big part of the story. And it always was for me. I was always trying to put the Well, I think think as a a fellow entrepreneur and and guy doing his own thing, like I think you got it. It, It's interesting because I think at the publishing level there was always probably a little bit of resentment about that because sure. like, like I think the, the publishing companies preferred having those lines a little bit blurred obviously well they invest in it and you can see yeah. why they would want well, I that think, I think we always try to be really partnership oriented because totally. like I mean they, they are invested in it too like I mean yeah. they really like I mean a lot of people we, we worked with over the years I mean Fergus Urquhart's probably one of the you know, very close friends that's still like you know still very invested in what we did Chris Parker and all these guys they, yep. they, they were a big part of these products right Yorg uh, from uh, Microsoft on Mass Effect. There's all these people that actually really did a lot for us over the years. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's incredibly important for developers to recognize that that little team that they've put together or that big team that they put together is delicate and fragile and needs to be uh, respected and promoted. And you guys were masters at that. Oh, thank you. No, that was that was very, definitely very um, concerted and thought thought out. Like well, we, we actually knew that was. We always felt that you know the branding. Um, one of my favorite one of my favorite stories about that uh, is actually really really hilarious. Um, 
one of the uh, execs over at EA, I won't say who, years earlier, um, this person, like, you know, we they've been talking to us, and they were looking at publishing, and, so, and they're like, you don't want your name on the box, do you? Oh, my and, God. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've reached that shows that game developer brands don't matter. Yeah, right. And you're like, really? Yeah. Well, I don't, don't we agree with you? And this was, to be clear, this was also ancient times, so it's yeah. not someone who's, who's like... It's not John Ricketel. No, definitely okay. not. No, it's, it's, this is someone, this was like, like many, many years ago. Yeah. And like early, early days, and we're like, and so we always, you know, even then when there's that sort of gentle kind of like, we'll do a deal if you re- remove that demand yeah. kind of perspective that we yeah. just we just weren't willing. Well, shit. I mean, the the, uh, the writing is on the wall for those kinds of decisions. Atari was doing that to all the guys that started Activision back in the 80s because they didn't get any credibility they or the, any credits for the work that they did. And they said, fuck you, Atari, and they went off and started Activision. And you cannot diminish the amount of uh, effort that these developers yeah, yeah, put into yeah. their software. And I feel like... So many times, so many times at these companies, they just sort of, you know, push their brand aside because their bills are being paid for by somebody else. Yeah. And really what this industry is proving out right now is all the power is in the hands of the developer. And people can get to the developer's work, you know, without any inter- yeah, all, interface. Yeah, all, 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 all the middlemen are falling away. They are. Um, and so, yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. That's, that's why, you know, honestly, I do believe it's very exciting, for, again, for the, the new kids starting out. And, yep. You know, there's the, the Self-publishing, barrier, the, man. Well, the barrier to entry is so low. I know. Like, it's, it's just do it. You know, like, it, it's, it's hard. You know, folks may have, like, student loans and all that kind of stuff. And that's, yeah. that's a true concern. But at the end of the day, like, don't be afraid. The moment you have that opportunity, you got to pursue it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true for any art form, right? I mean, if you have to, you know, uh, sort of support your career with a day job, or your dream with a day job, then you have to do it that way, you know? But you, you can get in and start doing it. It's just like an actor doesn't get, a, a, you know, usually a main, sta- or, you know, a main stage role or, a, a, you know, a feature film starring thing right away. they got to pay oh, yeah, pave yeah. their way. It's the same thing in game development or music making or beer TV show making. Oh, yeah. I imagine, I imagine, like, you know, having to, to run for a while with it to, to get to anywhere. I mean, you guys, you guys have been going... It took you probably you years to get the point where you felt like, hey, I, I'm I, like, we didn't make any money until we were on television in 1997. So we'd already been running for a couple of years, yeah. and I, I made thirteen thousand dollars in our first season <laughs> of, of EP hey. in that year. He tells this great story yeah. about uh, he's working at a restaurant to keep the show going, yeah. and he called his wife one day and said, uh, "The show's doing pretty well. Can I quit yet?" And she's looking at the book. She's like, "Nope, keep working. <laughs> <laughs> Work your fucking shift. You need another restaurant year." <laughs> and it's true. I mean, sometimes you got to support. Oh yeah. Support your no, that's, that's very true. I want to ask about the um, speculation on the internet, and you, you just tell me truthfully. Like it, people were speculating that it was the uh, negativity around Mass Effect and some of the negative comments around older. Was that weighing on you, or was that? No. Is there truth? I mean, to that, that? That, that, that was kind of it's sort of comical in a way. Like yeah. I mean, like, we're big boys, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, we've been we've been dealing with. Uh, you know, I think I always look at it from the perspective of a very very passionate audience. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I can see, like you know, like the 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 way the audience responds. It, it's really driven by that passion and the love for the games. Yeah. And so, no, I mean, like at the end of the day, like we've been doing it twenty years, yeah. and, and you're like, it's you know, not going to be the comments on one game that you guys make. Yeah, in that I moment. mean, and and you know, like, like I can I can you know understand some of the people's concerns in, in that in that sense, but like I said, I kind of I also understand where it comes from, which is the love for the franchise, for the game, yeah. for everything else, and so you know I think we fixed that, and you know, no, it's it's like that was kind of like that was a, a funny funny random comment, and no, it's like that's. Nothing real. Well, I, I knew that was the case, and I'm glad to put it to bed on uh, Invix Basement. Listen, dude. I, I, yeah, I just got to okay, look at my, my watch, yeah. and uh, I got to take your mom to her reducing class at the <laughs> okay. Y. So we should, I should get going. Shut, we should, I think I'm actually shut, blocking. Shut her down. Greg's blocking me in. Yeah, we could be talking moms. to Greg all day. Yeah. Listen, do me a favor. Promise that any time you're coming yeah, through yeah. Vancouver, you'll come by Vix no, Basement. I'll shoot my mouth off. I, I should have brought some beers, but I didn't know. I, I, I'll yeah, get some yeah. kind of like super low-cal, like eight-calorie. That, that sounds good. Brown water beer. <laughs> Greg Zeschuk, you rock, brother. Thank you. Thanks, sound of a handshake right here. Yeah. Right sound there. of a handshake? Now do me. There it is. There it is. Sound in the basement. Is there like Thank a special you, sound effect you put? We have to build one. <laughs> you can, use, we'll use, you can that. use that. Can we use that? Sorry, <laughs> free? That's awesome. I'm really bad for it. I do some, I do some bad things on camera. But they're mean good. I mean, they're good things. But, you know. Greg Zeschuk rocks. You can uh, check them out at beerdiaries.tv. Thank you for stopping by. The site is live, but there's no content yet. But very, very soon we'll be announced some stuff and it'll awesome. kind of start going right. thanks for being right. a part of one thank of the you. best Vic's basements we've recorded yet oh wonderful thank you, thanks sir. guys we'll see thanks you guys sure. next time thanks for listening bye everybody